you watched this morning. I don't know. It was in. I saw it on the on Facebook. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was at home to have the opportunity to watch this morning in the morning. <laughs> but some of us aren't that lucky, Gareth. Well, some of us are. <laughs> I like. Um, I used to actually masturbate to Richard and Judy. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Game Central episode number six. Some sad realisation today as we found out that our main listener base is actually sissies and crybabies. So a bit of wah and ooh. So uh, <laughs> put that together and that is the Game Central Lives cast apparently, Gareth, I think it's a bit controversial. Uh, well, I mean, babies cry, some people are sissies. sissies. Sis. You know, it's quite nice. <laughs> right, so, <coughs> as usual, it's time for me to introduce the cast. We have flu. Well, I don't have flu anymore. Gareth, do you have flu? Uh, I think it's gone down to a nice, gentle nose cold. A nice, a nice gentle tickle. Yeah. Guy, I know you were a bit ill last week, mate. Are you, has that gone now? Yep, I'm good. Yeah, so me and you are 100%. Gareth is around 70%. <laughs> That's generous. But yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Apart from gaming and doing the weekly podcast, another of Guy's passions, which he absolutely hates, is music journalism. It is a chore to pomps around, meeting his bands, has been bands, and dazzling them with his boundless enthusiasm, and then types it up while chastising the waste of his precious time. He does it so you don't have to. It's Guy Whitlock. Good evening. Good evening, Guy Whitlock. <laughs> Every week, I do a hair-based pun to introduce Gareth Williams, and today is no different. Scientists use rats to grow human ears on the backs, and they also use Gareth to grow precious hair follicles for vain footballers such as Wayne Rooney. Every week, this is his hour of escapism, as he's allowed his break, and he enjoys spending it on nothing more than with us to talk about games. Hello, Gareth Williams. All right. There we go. And then there's me, having just recovered from the emotional trauma of a failed Valentine's Day with my wonderful fiancé. What better way to carry on? And it wasn't my fault that Titanfall was released around this time. I am now with a vengeance and have overcome yet another flu virus. I am better than ever until the next one. I am at your service to talk games. And what a week of games we've had. I declared last week on last week's podcast that they should make some news happen. <laughs> what did they do, Guy? They've only got to make some news happen. <laughs> they have. Guy, yeah. I think you're being a bit irrational there. Because <laughs> 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 anyone been anyone this week will know that Irrational Games has unfortunately gone a bit downhill. But before we speak about that, let's put a little jingle in there, Gareth. All <laughs> uh, All right. <laughs> So, coming up on today's show, guys, we have a pack show for you today. As usual, we've got news items where we'll be talking about the unfortunate closing of Ken Levine. No, he hasn't actually closed. It's his company, Irrational Games. 
We'll be talking about shock horror, some Nintendo things with guys Nintendo of the week. And we'll also be speaking to what I probably think is most childhood dreams of owning your own game store. We've got someone that's only gone and bloody lived that dream. And his name is Stuart McNeil. And he owns a very successful, well, I don't know if it's successful. We haven't seen his actual financial back. And he could be losing money arse over to every week. But we don't know that. But we'll just assume he could come on and start crying when we start uh, talking to him about it. But it's a little less glamorous than a cosplayer. But again, it could be interesting, guy. He could. Thank you very much. So on to news. <laughs> so this week, unfortunately, Ken Levine has called his development team. Guy won't care because he doesn't like Bioshock anyway. And didn't he only really create two games there anyway in Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite Gareth? Well, that's what they're most well-known for, but they did make games before that, right? Like, he's been there for, like, was it 12 years? Does anyone know any of these games? Uh, Freedom Fighters. Oh, I've heard of that. Whoa, 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 Freedom Fighters. That's one of my favourite games ever. Well, there you go. That wasn't Irrational Games. That was IO Interactive, the people that made Hitman. Yeah, I'm sure it was Irrational. It wasn't irrational, Gareth. Right. <laughs> right. Well, do I need to? Do I need to Google this? No, I am gonna. Completely unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they've made more than just Bioshock. I know for well, a if fact. they have, no one knows about it, so they can bloody get a life, and no one cares if they've closed their thing. Well, um, no, if they weren't involved in Freedom Fighters. No, but, because that was uh, IO Interactive. It was IO Interactive. He is Thank correct. you very much. One Freedom Force. Freedom Force. Freedom, <laughs> the third action on what it called. No, Freedom Force. It was. Yeah, Freedom Force. That is indeed a, a rational yeah. games game. See? Did you love that game? <laughs> no, but it was close. I was close to being correct. Well, basically, probably we never know. They might make continue. 2K to make more Bioshock games. You know, we had Bioshock 2. I didn't play that personally, but I heard it wasn't as good without the mind that is Ken Levine. Uh, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of the first two Bioshocks anyway. Um, no. But I really, really liked Bioshock Infinite, so it's kind of weird seeing a studio just close on the backs of an amazing game. Well, go out with a bang. Go out... Excuse me, I can hear someone typing in the background like we're just working in an office. Like me and Gareth are in an office, we've come in, put our tea down. Oh, Gareth, did you hear Rational Games has closed down? Yeah, sorry to hear about that. Oh, there's a guy over in the corner doing his work as usual. <laughs> we're talking about games because we're so cool. And that little nerd doing all the bloody spreadsheets. I don't want to uh, hear the little bit uh, of your fingers oh, on the buttons. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, Gareth. Thank you for understanding. So, guys... <laughs> Irrational games, are you going to miss them? Um, dearly. Dearly? I sense a little bit of sarcasm. My sarcasm meter is flickering. <laughs> well, I've played... Bioshock Infinite is the only game i played by them. And it's good, but... Would that were they make were they like making anything that wasn't Bioshock in the future anytime soon? Well, this is what I'm saying. I think I think the main sad thing is that Ken Levine, or Levine, I'm not too sure what it is, 
Um, he said that he's going on to primarily focus on mobile gaming. No. Oh. Yeah, which I think is a shame because <clears throat> he seems to be a real visionary. And I think if we're losing his uh, kind of input into the game industry, you know, that's a shame because I don't think he's going to be able to realise these grand ambitions on mobile devices. Maybe he just wants to make a, something where you tap it and it goes through pipe. You know, he's seen, what, 50 grand a week? I'm having some of that. You know, you make these these spend ages making these games, and then suddenly someone comes along and guides the tank through a pipe, and then you know it's all over for you. But Gareth, I mean, irrational games, the Bioshock games are heralded as some of the best of this generation. Um, but presumably, Ken Levine is he going to go back to it? We don't know. There's always a chance that he could decide to come back to it and do some more. Bioshock games if his mobile industry doesn't work. Maybe we'll see a Bioshock uh, mobile game. Flappy shot! <laughs> He's not just quiet, doing it. mobile, though. He is, that's what I heard. Someone, yeah. someone told me. He, he said, I think the, I've got the exact quote here, he says he wants to make narrative-driven games for the core gamer that are highly replayable. Which says to On me, like... Devices. No, he just... <laughs> He doesn't say what I do Okay, maybe I'm just wrong here, but I did read that somewhere that he's more interested in exploring the mobile demographic. Well, <laughs> like what that says to me, that quote of narrative-driven games that are highly replayable is like Daisy or Minecraft. Like... That's what comes to mind for me. Yes. That is a really good narrative-driven. I just really... I need to know what happens to those little cube-headed guys when it gets dark and then them nasty men come out. I like to know that they're okay. Well, it's games where you make your own narrative, basically, isn't it? Well, in a sort of childish way, yes. <laughs> well, how is because... Daisy childish? <laughs> oh, I was talking about Minecraft. And sorry, because I know there are some people out there that says Minecraft is brilliant. We know Daisy. Okay, yeah, you can create your own <laughs> stories, but that is, you know, just letting people get on with it and uh, seeing people in the worst possible light. And if that's the future of gaming, Gareth, then I'm not, I'm not happy with it. Well, it's, it's the future of Ken Levine's people, game. Yeah, but I, all I see in DayZ whenever I watch videos is people going around handcuffing people now, pointing guns to their heads and talking to them. Yeah, that's not that, that's you know if that's what you want to do, Gareth, that's fine. Chasing L- guys around fields. Last I heard, there was some sort of a bean craze, and everyone was getting robbed for their beans. And there was a big, Maybe. big article about it on Kotaku with loads of examples. Fucking Kotaku! <clears throat> Don't read Kotaku. Worst fucking <laughs> website. All right, let's not let's not show any impartiality here. That's not even a word. I'm just making. For all your gaming needs, please visit (laughs) www.gamebanter.co.uk. So anyway, that's it for Irrational Games. I think we're all being pretty rational when we're talking about it. We're not throwing our hands up in the air and saying it's awful. When someone leaves a game studio, they can always come back at the end. Well, no, it's not him leaving. He's the head and he's dissolving Irrational Games. That's the bit that annoys me. Ah, I'm being dissolved! (laughs) Exactly. He went in there and just threw acted over everyone and ran off. He's, like, in charge of Irrational. He's closing it down, taking the 15 best people and going off to start his own thing, which means... How like, would you feel if you wasn't chosen? You'd feel like crap. 
Well, yeah, but like you'd be out of a job. That's the main thing. Like 180 so people it, are out of a job. Right, 180 people. You've got to choose 15, Gareth. You go into the office in the morning. How do you, you do it? I would do it. Like, you remember when you're at school and you weren't sitting in a circle and then you closed your eyes and then you would go around and you would touch them. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm remembering this right. It sounded a bit wrong. You'd kind of like touch their shoulder uh-huh. and then they'd have to fall on the floor. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I really don't. I'm sorry. Is, Gareth, this, how would you... is this when you were a kid or like last week? Uh, it was when I was a kid last week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's quite. You have to be pretty to go in there. You don't have to be pretty. You have to be pretty. Um, it's pretty cold. Have your mindset. Yeah, pretty cold blooded. Hi everyone. You're you're all gone apart from these fifteen guys here. They're my favourite. Uh, see you later. Well, like that's the way it sounds, though. Like when, we'll get more information, I'm sure, in the coming days. But the way it sounds right now is Ken Levine was like, "Oh, I want to make my own games my way," and then just left. And closed down the whole company. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I hope that's not the case. Like a child like, spitting his pram out the dummy. No. <laughs> that's not even the same. That's worse than guys <laughs> sleeping, swimming with the fishes. <laughs> spitting his dummy out of the pram. Yeah, that's there the you one. Go. There yeah, we it, did, go. it does sound a bit like that. I hope it's not that because I've heard him in interviews and he sounds like a pretty nice guy. Yeah, but, but then you go get to everyone in the end, Gareth. <laughs> Could have turned to a massive ego. His chair could have just raised from the middle of the floor, and he could have looked down on everyone with red eyes. And smoke could have come up from the floor. You, all of you, listen to me. Bit of disco music coming on. A disco ball comes down, and then he says, "I'm going to call out the names of the people who are coming with me. The rest of you, you're out of here." Kind of godlike complex. I'm sure that didn't happen. But anyway, the next news piece, guy. You'll be interested in this because you're such a massive Doom fan. <laughs> Buying Wolfenstein, as you do, you will be rewarded with a beta access to Doom 4. I didn't even know that had been announced, Gareth. And you're a bit of a PC guy, aren't you? Uh, but yeah, but well, I'm not a Doom guy. <laughs> you're not a Doom guy. Do you think id um, are a bit overrated or are you an id fan? Well, John Carmack left to go join Oculus, didn't he? So they've lost, by all accounts, their best guy. Yeah, that's true. So, like, I don't know why Doom 4 would... Why they would choose to make Doom 4 now. Well, Unless they just you know, need money. Well, the last game they released was Raj, as we all know. Um, I actually really enjoyed that game. I fucking A hate lot of people. Not... You hate it? Oh, man, Rage is so bad. Does it uh, make you rage? No, oh, that's a good one. Uh, makes, uh... <laughs> there's actually there's an article up on my website just called "Why I Hated Rage" that I just wrote about wow. why rage was shit for a while. So you can go and look at that if you hated rage. Well, I actually think rage was pretty good. I liked it. It was kind of like single players, kind of Borderlands style. Yeah, um, but that's the so, thing. That's what they were saying, and I was expecting a lot more. That's right, I actually did play Rage. Yeah, but what do you expect <laughs> from id? I, I think it's better to call them ID software, but it's not, it's id. And when I did actually find out that it was id, it was quite an emotional day for me. Because <laughs> id doesn't mean anything. <laughs> ID can be like identification software. <laughs> but yeah, I think id... 
we shouldn't expect anything revolutionary from them. It's going to be like no. a corridor shooter. Guy, you got to tell me about that um, that um, anecdote you had the other day of when you bought an Xbox, uh, the original Xbox, and you played Doom 3 for the first time. <laughs> well, Because um, you didn't is... have a PC to play on. Well, this is awkward because um, I never played Doom 3. Oh dear! I was just hoping, you know, throwing it out there. <laughs> I could have improvised to an extent, but as soon as you asked me about Doom Three, I would have been a bit. Gareth, Rabbit did you play on your beef PC? No, I, again, Doom's not my thing. It was before my time, and then Doom Three looked scary, and you know I'm like with scary games, so I just never ever played it. I did, and I didn't really get through it. stuff like Quake, and you know, it was all the same back in the day. Um, you had Doom and you had Quake, and then you had people that were kind of um, getting the whole software and using the engine. And a lot of those PC first-person shooters of that era, the 90s, early 90s, they all pretty much looked the same. Mm-hmm. And it, it would be all that blocky stuff. And I tried tried playing Doom. I'd never played it before. I played it on Xbox Live. And it just seems totally crazy, doesn't it? It's yeah. like, get a key, then you've got to go here. The levels, none of them seem to make sense. It was like a door would just open and go, and then you'd put a key in it, and then you'd run all the way over to the other side of the level, and then you'd have to put another key in that. I don't know how anyone would have navigated that system easily. It's like Resident Evil. That was awful as well, wasn't it? It was like, oh, I need to go to the toilet. Well, you need to go to the other side of the mansion to get the ruby eye to put into the tiger statue. Then that was turn around. I'm literally going to poo myself. I need to get there. Well, you need to go and find the key, but you have to watch out because there's a tarantula guard in it. You know, <laughs> that mansion probably has the worst kind of navigational system ever, and it would just take so long to just get from one in room to the other. So it wasn't very good. And Doom pretty much seemed like that, as if there was no real pacing or level design. It was just a load of stuff randomly thrown everywhere, and then it was just a shooting. But, you know, again... I've got no rose-tinted specs for Doom, so I can't say anything when it comes to that. I think the good thing about Doom is it. I think it was a strong influence in the company that made Serious Sam. Have either of you played Serious Sam? Oh, yeah, yeah. That I, is, I, I, that's I find, amazing. I find it fun because Serious Sam it, is... It's just crazy. <laughs> it's just nuts. I have nightmares about that sound. Can you actually play that game, Gareth, or do you start screaming and run away from the piece? I've got all the Serious Sam games on my Steam account, but I've never played them. You should definitely play them. They are very fun. They're like a much more fun, better version of Doom. (laughs) I would say it's, it's, it's like kind of, I don't know, but I've always likened it to Dynasty Warriors, where yeah. you just <laughs> things running at you and you just have to deal with it the best way you can. <laughs> I know the graphics aren't the best. I played uh, Serious Sam 3. Oh, that's excellent. Which, you know, it looks like absolute bum fudge. But... It's just so crazy. Swearing tonight. I'm being so... <laughs> Really nice. I'm being such a great guy and being responsible for maybe our younger viewers out there. From the age of five to ten, bracket. You mean all who? those uh, crying babies that are apparently the only people who listen to us? Yeah, those babies and the sissy boys. But <laughs> when you guys were younger, did you ever have a VTech computer? 
I didn't, no. My sister did. You didn't? They were brilliant. I don't know why they haven't evolved. They should have evolved by now. Like a compact computer that you can carry around with you and access things like the internet. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's, it feels so anticipated sitting by your computer waiting for it to dial up a connection. I'm ready for the future. But I did love VTech and Guy, and I don't know. I don't. It, it seems that me and Guy exist on different ends of the spectrum of life. Because I just say things. Do you know what VTech is, Guy? Uh, know vaguely what it is. Yeah, but if you were cool, you had one, basically. And <laughs> well, it was there you basically go. A really basic... Do you know those little LED games you used to get? You probably don't know these either, but you used to get them from Logos, and you used to get like Sonic ones, where it was just like two frames of animation on an LCD screen, just going... Doot, doot, doot. Do you remember those, Gareth? Yeah. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. Game and Watch yeah. style. It was having that, a little screen, but housed in a massive laptop-sized thing, and you basically um, press buttons, and it went, still, tonight. And you couldn't really understand what the person said, because <laughs> it was so game. And you'd be like, what? And it would go, and you'd be like, I have no idea what he's saying. Because it's, such poor quality, and he's talking in like two bits of technology. That it was, it was, even, it was more worse than the beginning of um, Alter Beast when it was <laughs> that bit, which was actually rise from the grave. Um, yeah, so VTEX, I'm glad they've kind of gone. I don't know if you can still get them. I'm gonna go out tomorrow see if I can buy one. Yeah, <laughs> from where? I don't know where. You- I'm from, but they need a constant power source for some reason as well. Seeing as you could probably now power them on that one watch battery, but yeah, they were pretty grim. And uh, yeah, I don't know why I got off on that, but you know, we used to have so many in my old house. Um, well, wow. you and my sisters used to really thoroughly enjoy playing them. But like I say, they haven't evolved into what they should be now. So remember to keep an eye out, um, listeners, for Doom 4 coming soon to VTEX near you. <laughs> there you go. Go, 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 go. That's what I actually meant. Um, but we're coming to the point now where the news is all about Nintendo. Guy, you've got some great news about Super Smash Brothers. Or is it even? Is it just Smash Brothers? It's not Super. No, it is Super Smash Brothers. Oh, it's not Super. No, it yeah. is. Because they can't go back from Super. Like, it was Smash Brothers, wasn't it? And then it was Super Smash Brothers. No, it was always Super no, Smash yeah, Brothers. Yeah, it was always Super Smash Brothers. Okay, I'm a div. <laughs> um, basically, you're going to unveil a character that has got the world on fever pitch. Go. <laughs> this is a timed exclusive, everyone. You're not going to hear this anywhere else. <laughs> Apart from everywhere on the internet. One of guys. You, won't, you won't hear this anywhere else as long as you <laughs> don't go anywhere else on the internet. And your computer is locked and frozen on the YouTube channel. And you don't know anyone. Which sounds pretty much like my life. (laughs) So, tell me who this guy is. It is Little Mac. Oh, Little Mac. What about Big Mac? Do you even know know who Little Mac is? I do. He's from a little-known game called Super Punch-Out. No. It's just Punch-Out, isn't it? Has it got Super? You've got to watch I think I think um, the one on the SNES was Super Punch Out, but the original was just Punch Out. 
they both had little Mac in there. Yeah, little Mac's always been there. So he wasn't wrong. Well, yeah, what, I suppose. What is he bringing to the game, though, guy? What move set? What kind of techniques are you going to be able to use to utilize this character? Because we all know that Super Smash Brothers is super deep. I think for this we should go to our resident Super Smash Brothers expert, which is Gareth. Well, it's not me. So <laughs> of elimination, it would be Gareth. Gareth, has this got you frothing at the gash? Uh, my gash is thoroughly soaked at the moment. Um, <laughs> oh, oh yes, that could be at the front of the box. Like, He—it's got me excited knowing that he's in it, but I'm not really sure why. His moves are all punch. He just punches everything. Punch, punch, punch. Yeah, but it looks like yeah, there's a lot of possible one-hit KO moves, which is cool. Well, that's Smash really? Brothers, though. That's the whole no, point. Yeah, sure. And okay. his super is um is. So uh, what's it? Smash ball attack. Uh, looks like he just turned into the Hulk, which is okay. Which is copyright infringement. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, for someone that look tried to play Super Smash Brothers on the GameCube and then later on the Wii, and re- thought that there wasn't much technique or strategy going on. Everyone was just Come kind of on. just pushing each other all over the place. No. Well, um, so- Someone posted um, a link to a series on the Game Central group a while ago about people that played Super Smash Bros. Melee competitively. And it was... Uh, um, I never said that like, the people that probably play it far too much. Um, it's literally like seven... Which is just crazy. Seven what? That... Seven input commands a second. Oh, that's pretty cool. But th- could you differentiate, say if I played... Probably not, no. I know what you'd say. (laughs) If you put some amateur people that had never played it before just bashing buttons side by side with a screen of actual professionals playing, could you tell me who were the professionals and who weren't? I could. Because it just looks like a bit of a mess. Yeah, he could. Gareth, that's a bit of an an, uh, egotistical thing to say. (laughs) No. (laughs) Smash Brothers is a game where button bashing gets you nowhere. Unless yeah, you're playing against other button, button bashers. <laughs> it does. A little nah. bit. I would always beat a button basher at Smash Bros. Yeah. Whereas right. like a game like Tekken, no matter how good you are at Tekken, somebody can just button bash on Eddie and just kick the shit out of you. I can't. No. I'm shit at Tekken. Well, obviously Guy can't. Guy can't do anything. <laughs> no. Uh, no, Alright, Jesus Christ. Christ. No, guys, he's not being horrible, mate, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty good. But like, because um, I'm pretty good at Smash Bros, a button basher will never be able to beat me. No. Because it's not and a game again, button bashing. Arrogant. Well, okay. Yeah. I'm definitely arrogant in that respect, but I do think you could easily spot a pro next to a button basher in Smash Bros. And there we go. I think, so I think Little Mac is a character that should be in there. To be fair, he's been in like he's been on a lot of Nintendo consoles. Yeah, the fact that they announced right the beginning, the fact that they announced Wii Fit Trainer before they announced Little Mac is kind of insane. Nah, yeah. but that's what I, I like just want to see. Stuff. I just want to see Mega Man in there. I mean, he won't be in there, but he already is. I want to see Dante. Is he? Have I just missed something? Of course he is. I remember seeing that now. Yeah, that was like one <laughs> of the first right, things right. they announced. Jesus Christ, that was a long time ago. Speaking of games that require little to no effort to play, and even if you are oh, using skill, towards the end, a bullet can come in and oh, just take no. you for no apparent reason. No. Guy, I heard you got some Mario Kart news. 
Yeah, in the same Nintendo Direct broadcast, they revealed a new trailer, which showed off some new tracks and bits and bobs, and the fact that the Koopalings will be playable. Oh, the Koopalings who you hadn't even heard of, Robert. Well, like Huey, Dewey and Louie. <laughs> I can't remember their names. I mean, obviously it's not them, but... The equivalent. But for someone that dislikes Mario Kart, I played Mario Kart on the GameCube and the Wii, I quite liked it, but I didn't like the way a massive bullet can just come in at the end and just knock me off and take away all that hard work. Hard but work is a... I would like Mario Kart so much more if it didn't have any of the weapons. <laughs> well, on um, Mario Kart 7, there's actually, you can when you're setting up online lobbies, you can set up like little communities where there's weapons abandoned and stuff, which is good. I like the weapons, oh. but they are annoying. It, when you're sitting by yourself trying to work through the Grand Prix and stuff, and then a computer flies yeah, past you at the end, it. or you get blue-shelled. Yeah. Well, blue-shells are dodgeable, aren't they now? Well, sort of. If you're at the right time. Yeah. I just got so infuriated with the game, because so I had to keep repeating races, because at the end I just felt like it was, I was unfairly just knocked over the side, when it just there's no skill involved. I, think Mario... I know they're still within the driving itself, but then I think, what's the point of me putting all that effort in when someone can just... Because at the end of the day, the computer is in control of everything happening. There is no chance. If the computer wants to do something, it can do something. It's like the world's biggest, worst loser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, so, we're good. That's, is that the news section wrapped up this week, guys? Is there any more news that you've got for us, Guy? The... Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> well, I would just like to say a little sad thing. Commiserations to Jared Johnson, who failed his driving <laughs> test, for driving too close to cars. Absolute crap. <laughs> Gaming has taught us that driving close onto incoming traffic is not only encouraged, but it also rewards us with extra boost. People rarely do things right the first time. For example... When I first had sex, it lasted about 10 seconds. But now I can last at least five minutes. So, Jared, you carry on, mate, and we know that you will pass your driving test, won't you, Guy? Of course. He will. But it's that time of the week again where Rob talks about... What is Rob talking about? The back of the game box. (laughs) On the back of the game box. Can you tell what the game is by what he's actually reading from the back of it? I must say, we had a winner last week, and his name was Dave Wood, and he correct. Thank you. Is that applause for me or Dave? Dave, rather than Dave. Just like, <laughs> would we be applauding you? Thank you very much. So that was Shadow of Memories, a beautiful game. Do you have memories of that guy, or is it just merely a shadow? It's neither. <laughs> I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think I need to say. What is now my catchphrase? No, yeah, you don't need to say your catchphrase. <laughs> Gareth, will you be saying his catchphrase, or did you actually play it? Uh, I didn't play it, but I just want to say, I really think Dave Woods really deserves a pick-me-up after how cruel a guy was oh. to him last week. Oh.
Um, I'm not one of these weirdos that thinks about game characters in a sexual way, so... Well... Mate, this is where we need the likes of Bay Woods. Bay Woods. Bay Woods. Bay Woods. Does he sexualise game characters? Uh, I don't know, maybe. I think, you know... Quiet sometimes flips on people. Just Justice was done. You know, Dave, Dave well, got something good happened to him after such a horrible week. After um, guys. Well, Dave is going to get a really nice prize winging its way to him. Unfortunately, I didn't know his address, so I just made one up. <laughs> so if it arrives to him, brilliant. If it doesn't, it's not my fault. You know, what can I do? I can only... I, I took a guess. Right, guys? So this week, here we go. What is Rob reading on the back of the box of a game? Chain together and doomed for destruction. You must make your escape from the evil animal testing laboratory. As bleep, the only weapon and tool you have is the indestructible, indestructible bleep. Make your getaway. Free other animals and sabotage the twisted corporation. Well, I'm pretty sure you've played that game, Guy. I have actually played that game. Me and you absolutely love torturing animals and being nasty to animals. I'm pretty sure I have actually played a demo of that game. Well done. You've got loads of demos that you've played. I don't want to. (laughs) Right. Does that ring your bell, And (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to guess, though, in case I'm right, and I don't want to. Guy, you're turning a bit arrogant now, to be honest. (laughs) That's talking to you for an hour and a half every week. Thank you. I'm glad that I put your ego. It's good. Gareth, does that... I'm going to type it in the chat, and then could you just say yes or no? Because I really want to know whether I'm right now. Well, I, I just want to let you know I have no idea, and I think you did a really good job picking that game and reading that out. Thank you. Um, I mean, I do it every week. It's uh, it's something that I feel that I've improved on every week. Uh, the first game was, that's, you know, the way I picked it up wasn't as good as it could have been. But I'm now gripping the game with more force. Um, <laughs> But it's coming up to that time again of the week where we call up our guest of the week. And this week, the man's name is Stuart McNeil. And he only owns a bloody game shop, Gareth. What a lucky sod. better dream to have as a gamer than owning your own game shop is it as glamorous and beautiful as we would think it would be well now we don't have to worry anymore because i've got a conduit to ask my questions through and hopefully get some answers with Stuart mcneil who actually owns a real game shop we're not talking about an sh- online shop on ebay where some guy's sitting in his room in his pants posting out PlayStation 1 games. We're talking about an actual physical shop that you can go in and buy merchandise from. Hello, Stuart. Hi, guys. Good to meet you all. all right. Good to meet you as well. You're on the line here with Guy Whitlock and Gareth Williams. Give you a little bit of the, um, background. Guy is someone that um, he suggested people get together and do a podcast, even though he doesn't actually really play games or like games himself. Um, right, okay. Gareth, He's someone that enjoys building PCs, um, and he doesn't really play games on them. He plays games more on his console. 
Um, me, I'm a bit of a psychopath, and I like to play on an Xbox One, and sometimes I play on Xbox 360. Oh, I know. Oh, we've got a PlayStation fanboy in the house. Or you could be a Nintendo fanboy oh. if they exist. Oh, no, no. I'm a proper PlayStation fanboy. Yeah, that's, that's where it's at. So, owning a game shop, is it worth it? Yes or no? No. <laughs> it, it is. It is. It is worth it. I mean, I do enjoy it now, but we've had we've had a few. You know, previously we've had a few tough years where you know we've not earned sort of too much money, but you know we're working hard now, and so you tell know, us we've got the shop how we want. What's that? Sorry. Tell us about the start, like the the thought of having a um, game shop, and to where you are now. Oh God, it's, it's quite a long story. I, I used to work... or like uh, an hours thing, but just you know, how do you go about it? How do you start having a game shop? Well, years ago, probably about seven, eight years ago, I used to uh, run a, a game shop with a friend of mine, guy Chris, and that was down in Kent, and that franchise of uh, um, a shop called Chips. I don't know if you ever have you, have you ever heard of that. Yeah, Chips. Uh, and um, so I run that for a few years, and yeah. I sort of, long story short, I sort of wanted to go into business sort of by myself, obviously, and a bit sort of closer to London where I live. Um, so I opened up a sort of a similar style of shop in uh, Croydon, and that was old M&M Games, which I think you've, I think Rob, you've been to, and that's the really uh-huh. small shop on the little alleyway. And when I went um, down your little alleyway, um, I went in there and there were people playing card-based games. Um, is That's... that Yu-Gi-Oh! or the Magic Gathering? It, it was probably the Yu-Gi-Oh! or the card fight of Vanguard. Yeah, and, was, and I mean, probably... this is a world that I'm not, you know, I, I'm quite scared of. <laughs> you know, I'm not being, you know, each person to themselves, but, you know, my girlfriend will normally come into game shops with me. But she looked in the window and she said, Rob, I'm not ready for that world. You know, it, it was that kind of level. And uh, I tried to go up again. I was brushing up against quite a few of them, not intentionally for any kind of cheap thrill. But, you know, I was trying to look in your lovely cabinets, but it just wasn't happening. And I was quite upset, to be honest. It, I mean, it is quite... Uh, I mean, Sunday, we wrote off. It was all. It was all about the card games. We sold lots of, um, of basically the booster packs and the decks and the bits and pieces. Um, but um, we just found that Sunday was the right day for that. And I would always tell people, if you want to have a good look around the shop, don't come <laughs> on a Sunday. <laughs> don't don't come. Come on a Saturday, and then you, you know you can have a good look through all the cabinets, climb up on the ladder, have a look at the uh, Mega Drive games. But since yeah. then. Um, well, saying that, about four years ago, uh, I went into business with another friend of mine called Dan. He sort of sort of helped me out sort of financially, and we both sort of worked hard for a couple of years. And now the shops are sort of making money. But we've moved yeah. across the street to a much bigger shop called Play Nation Games. Yeah, and that's still in Croydon. I know about fifty meters away from where the old shop was. But the good thing about there is we've got an up get upstairs game space. So yeah. all, all the um, floor, unusual it? characters, exactly. <laughs> they can go up there and all the play all the <laughs> card games. 
All the, all the wizards. <laughs> yeah, all the majors yeah. and wizards. Yeah, that's it. All the majors and wizards. And, uh, you know, dark magicians. <laughs> um, yeah. Can go They're upstairs racist. now and, and play their games. <laughs> yeah. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> you said dark magicians. And I said, bit racist. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, yeah. Did you get yeah. the joke? I, I did, yeah. Dark, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't answered. When you deconstruct what I say, because I basically have Tourette's that comes out of my brain, I'll just say things. And then when someone pulls me up on it and then starts talking about it, I realise, oh dear, that was a shame. Right, so anyway, we've got a Facebook group. Yeah. Uh, Stuart. And I asked them yesterday or the day before, I told them that we're going to be having a guy that owns his own game coming on and uh, whether he, they would like to ask any questions. And Guy is sitting there at his PC and he's got this page up and he's just going to ask a few questions. Hopefully you can um, answer them as honestly as possible. If not, you can lie. We're not going to know. So Guy, take it away. Yeah, sure. Right. Um... How do you manage in the current climate against the big corporations? And how do you encourage people to come back to your shop instead of going off to, you know, game or whatever? Well, with the game, I mean, they focus on new stock. And if you ever come into our shop, we do very little new stock. We, we don't, we're not interested in, in, in that because, you know, to put my business head on, there's very little margin in that. So we'd rather have all the, you know, buy games off people, and yeah, because some guy traded come market. Say, how much will you give me for this um, Panzer Dragoon on the Sega Saturn? And you could go, oh, Dragoons, no one, no one's interested in them anymore. I'll give you 50p. What's that, and then you that can Panzer say, Dragoon oh, Sarg game? Never heard of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. never heard of that. Give you 50p for Panzer yeah. Dragoon Saga. <laughs> well, um, to go on a bit more, I guess we do all the retro games as well and the trading cards and not many other people sort of do the trading cards and um, I like to think we do that sort of well properly and um, do that well and um, just the retro games that's what we're interested in that's what we enjoy talking about so we focus a lot on that alright someone asked which retro systems are popular at the moment and does it does the popularity of the retro consoles shift at all Um, yes Um, at, at the moment Super, it's always Super Nintendo. It's always Nintendo yeah. systems, N64. Um, they're always our sort of best sellers. They're always that. The, it's easy to sell the stuff. It's hard to get it in. That's what I always say. Especially flows. I mean, we've got twice as much sort of Mega Drive stock. And personally, I, I think the Mega Drive is a great system. But I wish we had that much stock of Super Nintendo games and NES games and um, things like that. But um, are definitely all of the Nintendo systems. Yeah. Well, that's because Nintendo are the best, and their old systems are the best old systems. And I'm just throwing that and did out you, there. Uh, did you, uh, did you realise there, Stuart, that as soon as you started mentioning Nintendo, Gaia's breathing became a little bit more laboured <laughs> and fast down the mic? <laughs> he, just, he got a bit excited, did he? <laughs> he does, oh, he everyone knows, everyone knows the Super on. Nintendo is one of the best consoles ever. Here we go. Well, of course, we go. It, it, it's all right. Uh, <sighs> I mean, I, I did like the N64. The Sega Saturn was a good machine. Yeah, Sega Saturn was all right. Don't get too deep with it, uh, 
<laughs> a, I mean, guy can talk on the base level, but once you start kind of challenging <laughs> on other contacts, he'll start crying and he'll probably run off. And he's still got some questions to ask. Uh, do you, well, okay. do you have any good stories involving bad customers? In quotation marks. So. Bad customers. Yeah. They don't uh, ever come in and kick up a fuss. Yeah, they quite a lot. <laughs> um, we just, you know, you just got, you just got to handle it. You know, stick to your guns and uh, uh, shoot them. Oh yes. <laughs> well, I myself, uh, Stuart, used to work in Game Station. Um, I saw that on your Facebook page. Yeah. Which, it, well, this it, one did you work in? Um, Elton. Oh, that was a terrible one. I remember that about five years ago. Oh, there was, some, there was some guy behind the counter in that place. Four. Four. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, carry on. That would have been me. I was more than yeah. obese and had breasts. <laughs> so that might have been what it was. But how would you say your customer service is, Stuart? Because I want to just test it for a minute. How old is my customer... <laughs> How's your customer service skills? Would you say you're in the upper echelons of excellence? Well, I give myself seven out of ten. You know, I can Excellent. get a bit so stressed. I was, and I was known for being the guy that brought in the accidental damage cover. You know, when you go in there and you they go, "Would you like this, mate?" And then they look at you all blank and stare. <laughs> but where if I actually knew my stuff, I could talk to the customer rather than just sound like a robot that needed help wiping its bum. So, little bit of uh, improv here, Stuart. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, yeah, improv. Yeah, here we Whose go. Whose line is anyway? Right. <laughs> here we go. I've just come to your shop. Ding, ding, do you have one of those yeah. kind of ringing? We, we don't. We keep the door open. Okay, so I've just walked in. <laughs> we've switched outside. Um, yeah. Excuse me, mate. I came in yeah. here yesterday. I bought this uh, Xbox 360 game off you. Uh, I don't know if yeah. you can see inside, but on the disc, there's actually a circular scratch um, kind of going all the way around. It weren't like this one I bought yesterday. Uh, it looks like you did that to your own machine, mate. How am I going to do that? It just sits on the uh, settee. <laughs> it sits on, it sits on the settee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we put it on the settee. And you jiggle it about a bit, do you? We jiggled about and it made a noise like, <clears throat> and I pulled it out and it's got this scratch on it, mate. But I swear it weren't there yesterday. Yeah, uh, well, if it wasn't there yesterday when you brought it from us, fresh and clean as we test all our discs, um, yeah, there's not much we can do really. Oh, mate, thanks. We'll anyway. find you another one on the shelf and you can buy it. Oh, no, I just bought this yesterday for like 30 <laughs> quid. Awful. Alright, mate, anyway, sorry about that. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> later. Right, guy, what would you give that customer service out of 10? That was good. That'd be a solid good. 8. Would you be happy? Solid 8. Yeah. Right, Gareth, how about you? Uh, I, uh, I go f- for like a 6, personally. Oh, you're you kidding me? Well, you, you, know, <laughs> right. you, you didn't offer him like a refund or anything? Because it would have done his own game. He's on a podcast. He damaged it and broke it. You should have offered him like yeah. a brand new PlayStation. Brand new PlayStation. Yeah, you're on a podcast, yeah, mate. You're not going to get your job, this, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do if a customer came in with a scratch disc? Oh, give him a new PlayStation. Blow it over, blow it. 
this is another one I've been a lot yeah. of. Right, you ready? Another one, yeah, yeah. Scenario, yeah. scenario two. Right, mate, I've got FIFA 09 here, PlayStation 4. What would you give me for it? Um, what system is it on? Uh, PS3. Has it got the instructions? No. What am I going to have to instructions after that? Four years, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll leave that one, to be honest. Thank you. What are you talking about? I paid £50 for this five years ago. <laughs> I think you've answered your own question. <laughs> oh, my God. You've just made me have an epiphany and a realisation on my life. <laughs> That's the way I live. Thank you very much. <laughs> Stuart, that was absolutely excellent. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I am usually a little bit, a little bit more personable with people. But yeah. I, I kind of got the character that you were progressed, you know, giving me. <laughs> was a little bit, had a bit of an attitude himself. So that rubs he off on me. He had a big attitude problem, and I was rubbing off on you. Yes. <laughs> right, so third and final one. Here we go. All right, okay. Hello. I was going through my grandson's stuff as, unfortunately, he passed away a few weeks ago. And I've got this sealed copy of, I don't know what it is, Panzer Dragoon Cigar. Um, I was wondering if you would buy this sort of stuff. He's got a, um, I don't know, he's got a sealed Nintendo, I don't know what all this stuff is, um... It's just junk to me. I thought you guys might have some sort of use for it. Um, yes, certainly. We'll, we can buy all of that off you. Um, I imagine you'd be looking for cash. Um, yes, preferably. We are quite poor, and we need to um, <laughs> we need to pay for a nice sending off for him. Oh, okay. Well, we can certainly offer you some good mo- uh, money for those. Uh, yeah. I, what are they? Are they? Are they good games? I mean, I don't know anything about games personally. I was just told to come here because you guys know about games. Yeah, they're certainly very collectible. Really? Especially the, the the sealed Nintendo game. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, so what are we looking at here? What we, a figure? Well, I would have to actually see the game maybe more in person. So. Really, and, and analyse the, 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 the current Sainsbury's market conditions. <laughs> What's that? Sorry? There you go. They're actually in this Sainsbury's carrier bag. <laughs> there you go. Just have a rustle around in there. Well, they, they do look very good condition. Thank you. He, he never touched them. He didn't like games. I just bought them for him. <laughs> do you, you brought them for him? Did you, did you get what I said? <laughs> what was that? You, you bought I said them, I'm looking for the about £30 for them all. £30? We can yeah. get better than that. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> no problem at all. I'm really waiting for a you, price. You go home and play some cherry. What's that? Thank you very much. You have a good day, Stuart. No problem. We're here to help. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> right, Stuart, that was absolutely brilliant. I didn't know 
is that he was actually called Bernard Manning, and he was a computer game expert, and he's just sold you empty cases that are sealed. <laughs> well. What was that, sorry? Um, my <laughs> yeah. friend, actually, someone that I was working with in Game Station, bought a load of sealed games that didn't have any games in there. The guy just basically really? done a sealed job and then uh, sold them onto game. Which is right, Guy, you got another question, mate? Um, I can do. Is the sound quality dropping for anyone else, by the way? Uh, yes. Just me? <laughs> it is a little bit. Yeah, a little bit jumpy. Okay. <clears throat> right. What could that be um, because of? Uh, internet connections, maybe? Yep. But we just have to well, make I, the... actually, I am downloading lots of episodes of Battlestar Galactica <laughs> at the oh, moment. No, I, I want to watch them later, so I can't really stop that. So <laughs> sorry about the quality, guys. Is that all right? Yeah. Would would <laughs> you, cool. right, Stuart? Would you hire someone who had game as a previous employer on their CV? Uh, yes, I would. What if they came in and said? They only lasted two days because they. they uh, probably not. Pro- probably not. Yeah, but they. If, if, what if, if they said that they would someone, give away a pre PlayStation? If, if they, they gave if away a pretty that. PlayStation, if, if if they said they could give away a pretty PlayStation, <laughs> uh, probably no. I still wouldn't have them. No, it, it's just going back on what Gareth said when he said that someone came with a scratch disc <laughs> and he'd let them walk out with a nice PS3. <laughs> How do you how do you actually how do you actually pick who to hire though? Because I think it's all it's happened to all of us where you walk into a game shop around Christmas and there's a Christmas temp in there who doesn't know a Xbox from her arsehole and you're like I applied to work here over Christmas and I know everything about <laughs> games and this bitch is working here for no good reason. Um well we do get hundreds of CVs every year from people yeah. and I don't know probably 20% of those you would consider employing but you know in the last year we've employed one person so yeah. and it's all, it's all based on sort of knowledge of uh, of game well in fact we've employed two people but it's you know it's based on sort of knowledge and how sort of personable people are and okay. how sort of enthusiastic sort of people are as well because you know, you don't want, I don't know, uh, sort of a game snob or anything yeah. like that. Which is why I am. Who, um, you know, you feel... Well, you know, there are places for game snobs, you know, the internet. Yeah, and then they say, say stuff <laughs> um, like... But oh, I think you thought it was about just being personable. The PlayStation and... 4 version is high resolution. <laughs> yeah, or, or, or talking about unlockable characters on... Uh, Breath of Fire. <laughs> he knows no one don't. Yeah. They don't know anything about. <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't like people to... know every unlockable character on every obscure Japanese RPG. They're probably not the right person to uh, uh, and work in the shop and chat to people as well, and, uh, be approachable. Yeah. Fair yeah, like yeah, I, I mean, there's um, there's nothing wrong with liking FIFA. Or, you know, Call of Duty. Yeah. You, you know, you're still the same a, a time, casual, but... people that buy it. Yeah. Well, no, because they're, 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 
you know, fight. I mean, on my PlayStation 4, the only games I've got is FIFA and Call of Duty. So, but then, if someone comes in and asks for FIFA 14, you don't go, <laughs> how stupid, why not try to obscure no, Japanese role playing no. games? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, yeah. FIFA, you know, it's one of my favourite games. Oh. Yeah, if anyone's upset by the sound quality, uh, you can blame oh. Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everybody, it's Gareth here again with your weekly video game music section. Uh, we're actually coming up uh, towards the end of the month now, there's only about a week left and what that means is the uh, Classic FM Hall of Fame vote is only going to be up for another 8 days uh, so this is sort of your last week uh, to go and vote for your favourite video game soundtracks, try and get them into the Classic FM Top 300 Classical Soundtracks of all time uh, there's actually uh, a Twitter account that sort of um, spearheads this every year that I uh, follow, sort of been in contact with for a while. Uh, so if you go on Twitter and you follow at Classic VG Music, all one word, um, he'll sort of keep you up to date uh, on. He keep, actually keeps you up to date on like uh, concerts that are going on uh, throughout the country to do with video game music. So like the uh, Final Fantasy concert that was on the other week, he kept people up to date about that. So I would recommend you follow him. Uh, he's actually really good. And uh, with that in mind, this week I'm going to play the track that sort of started it all. Really, this was the track that was originally petitioned to get into the Classic FM Hall of Fame. It was our first uh, high entry. I believe it got to number 14 in its first year. And it's Aerith's theme from Final Fantasy VII. Enjoy.
Stuart, we'd like you to join us on this one of what we've been playing this week. This week, yeah. I have been mostly playing the Titanfall beta. Beta. <laughs> beta. Better beta. beta. Is, is, is it, isn't that just Call of Duty with robots? No, it isn't. And, and a bit of wall running. No, it isn't. It's actually a very solid game. And, you know, it's solid because it's got such limited people on its servers. And I'm enjoying it a lot. But I know that when I get the full retail release and there's millions of people across all the servers, um, I'm going to get the usual lag. I'm going to get Americans that shoot me. And then I look at the kill cam and then I'm nowhere near them. It's why I stopped playing online games. Titanfall, as it is, is perfect. But I don't think they're going to say to me, okay, Rob, we're not going to do an actual release. We're just going to allow you guys to play the beta so you can enjoy a smooth, glitch-free, free-running game. And I do... Uh, it is a really good game. You know, a lot of people say, oh, it's Call of Duty with robots, but it's not. It's like there's three levels of combat going on at any one time. You've got, like, the infantry fighting each other, yeah. and then you've got these big mechs kind of fighting as well. That's the other level. And then you've got the other level where there's people fighting along the rooftops trying to get out of the way of these mech fights. And it's just such a brilliant grand scale of things. And I think if anyone can kind of reset the online uh, shooter genre, it's Infinity War. Because, to be honest, when I turn on Call of Duty and stuff now, it's just all the perks and all the weapons and all the attachments. I get lost. And I haven't got the time to invest in all of that. Do you know what I mean? I don't know what you're like with online shooters, Stuart. Um, I love like to play them. I'm not particularly good at them. No. But then again, that's not your fault. That is the fault of the servers and lag. Like, you think you're not good, but it's just because in America and stuff, they've got, they've just got better technology and they're able to do faster things without the lag and you're getting shot by America. Americans that think they're great, but you, you know you're at a disadvantage before you even pull the trigger. Yeah, I, I can see that, but I, I don't know. I just put it down to my lack of ability. Uh, um, as you get older, as well, I have that you kind of lose your. Yeah. Literally, I'm happy if if. I get more kills and deaths. That's that's my pinnacle. Um, someone that plays Black Ops Two for no apparent reason <laughs> is Guy Whitlock. He actually uses like aim box bots and hacks <laughs> like that, so he can get big scores. Yeah, I don't know why you do it, Guy. What makes you what makes you throw around accusations like that? Exactly. Well, because you put up tips of sixty-four kills and one death. And everyone else has got like 12 kills and 20 deaths. So someone's using a hack. Or just... It might just be no, it's because really I'm not even good at shooters or in fact Call of Duty. It's just because I've played Black Ops 2 loads when it came out. When I did the competitive stuff for a while, I just got such a good knowledge of the maps and spawns and stuff. That's all it is. I'm not actually that good. So, so you basically you just exploit the design of the maps. No, I don't exploit the design. I exploit my knowledge of the design. So that's still <laughs> cheating in a way. He's not cheating at all. Learning how the spawns work. That's learning the learning, map. Yeah, learning the maps and learning how the spawns work is just... That's what you do. Which is cheating. That's not cheating at all. 
Oh, is that cheating? Don't You're one of those stupid little guys that starts crying and then staying in, in spawn points and using a sniper rifle. No, I've never used saying, a sniper oh, rifle. That's rigged. the one thing I can't uh, do. No. Why do you feel the but, need to be um, so aggressive? Yeah, What's your? I just, I just, I don't. Call of Duty to me, Call of Duty Four, Modern Warfare was the pinnacle, uh, and it hasn't really recovered since then, to be honest. Yeah, but I used to love playing that game. I used to hide in one little bit of the map and shoot everyone. It was brilliant. Yeah, and that's how you play the game, Stuart. I'm like, guy. Titanfall is bringing us back to those days. And that's all I've been playing this week. Um, Gareth, what have you been playing this week, Diane? Um, Well, I bought Battlefield Premium um, because they had new uh, maps coming out this week. And then uh, I set them to download and then I needed something to play offline once it downloaded. And I fired up Fallout 3. And then I've actually just played Fallout 3 for like five days. Instead of Battlefield. Sounds like five days well spent. It's awesome. Because I've, uh, I've not played all because... the DLC for it. And I got the Game of the Year edition God. on Steam. So I've played all the DLC now. Fallout 3 is just immense. It's so good. I'm jealous jealous of your week. Why? It is. It's excellent. What Have you played Point Lookout yet? Have I played what? Uh, the Point Lookout expansion yet. Yeah, I've played them all now. Oh... No, that's cool. I think Point it's Lookout good. was probably my least favourite. <sighs> Just the like hillbilly thing is a bit done. Broken Steel's amazing. <clears throat> Sorry. No, the problem with the hillbillies is they have a ridiculous amount of health. The hillbillies are just like invincible. Yeah, unless you like, I do a bit of cheating as well. So. No, of course. All you have to do is just get forks as your follower, and then that's it because he's invincible and has a laser minigun. And that's it. Yeah. That's like the easy way to do everything on Fallout. Just have that guy. I could be myself and have my own laser minigun. Yeah, you could, but I liked Fox. Fox was like my favourite follower. Everyone always loved dog meat, and I never. Again, that's guy exploiting the game. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever play a game on a level playing field, guy? Without um... using some kind of ex. <laughs> what, is, what is exploiting? What What about map knowledge? Is exploiting? You've, you've got an invincible NPC that follows you around doing all your dirty work while you go around picking herbs. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Right, so is that all you've been playing this week, Gareth? Uh, pretty much. I completed uh, Lego Marvel. Um... And then played a little bit of Daisy. What? Why? It's not not the best Lego game, is it? It's pretty fucking is good. It? <laughs> it's alright. Lord of the Rings was the best. Lord of the Rings and Star Wars are my favourites. Star Wars is the best. Lego Marvel is probably the yeah. best. Because the thing is, there are just way more interesting Marvel characters than there are Lord of the Rings characters. That's true. Like, well, I don't know. There was something fun about about cooking with Sam on Lord of the Rings. That sounds lame. <laughs> cooking as little shit. Lego eggs. Whereas, like, <laughs> you can have like you can have Spider Man and Wolverine and Iron Man and Mister Fantastic all in the same group 
because all those rights aren't the movie rights, so they can all mix together, and it's awesome. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. What about Lego Undercover? Uh, I only what? really care about the Lego when it's about something else I care about, like Lego Star Wars, Lego Indiana Jones, stuff like that. Um, I, I want to get Lego City in the cover for my really, really <laughs> unused Wii U, but I just haven't got around to it yet because Wii U games just cost more than I can justify paying. But Donkey Kong comes out this week, but I don't yeah. want to pay 40 quid for it. It's not... I tend to not pay that much for games ever, and I'm not about to start. What if it's 40 hours long? Stuart can do a cheeky little deal. <laughs> <laughs> not on new games. <laughs> <laughs> There you go then. When it comes in pre-owned in five years' time, he'll do a cheeky little deal. I'll do a cheeky deal. So you've got to wait five yeah. years. Right. Five years so far. Right? Yeah. So, Guy, what have you been playing? Probably. You already know the answer. He's been playing with... <laughs> I, I don't know what you've been playing, Guy. Well, despite my promise last week to complete Bioshock Infinite this week, I haven't even touched it. Um, oh, dickhead. Oh. You made me sick. Well, I bought yeah. Black Ops 2, didn't I, like last Thursday? So, I've, again, I re Would you that. like to say a swear word in Stuart? <laughs> swear word? Yeah, it's uh, already been used. No, because obviously Guy hasn't uh, finished Bioshock Infinite, which I'm sure you will agree is an absolutely fantastic game. I've not played it yet. I downloaded it on PlayStation Plus the other day. <laughs> we got another yes. guy in there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, there you go. I haven't played it yet, though. It is good. Yeah. You know, I just, okay, I just well. never got around to finishing it. Sorry. Um, but what well, I have been playing... Do, though, so. What I have been playing is Guacamole still, because that's amazing. And I'm still trying to get to the end of that. But it's also very difficult. Um, and then I've been playing Black Ops 2 and that's it and I've played far 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 too much Black Ops 2 so that's a shame that's a shame it is a shame because however much I enjoy it it's like a drug I don't really want to be playing it I don't want to come home and think oh I'm going to play some Black Ops so I want to come home and think I want to complete Bioshock Infinite or I want to finally play Assassin's Creed 4 but then I just think when you, when you know you're good at something it, it becomes kind of addictive. <laughs> that is very much a problem. To... Like ghosts, I put in ghosts the other but day. I put in ghosts the other day, and I was so bad. I just thought, no, oh, I'll go back. To yeah, I mean, to... destroyed. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go back to something I know. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's literally it. I think I've prestige. Well, I think I'm pretty much up to prestige level since like last Thursday. So, just kill me. Someone. <laughs> That's a request to end my miserable existence. Make him uh, swim with the fishes. Right, so. <laughs> make him swim with the fish. Right, so, Stuart, um, you've got a whole game shop um, that you can, I presume, just take any game you fancy and take it home and play. Um, yeah, within reason. Um... But this week, I've, I've been mostly playing Flappy Bird. <laughs> yes! Brilliant. Uh, no, yeah, no, I haven't. Uh, I, I heard you talk about that last week. Um, or in yes. last week's podcast. 
on that list of Japanese RPGs for V you need to play is Persona 4 I'm just going to tell you that now that's just nice 80 hours no no I can't be playing that oh, it's, it's like the best me yeah. <sighs> it is I understand that. that it is a long a long investment come on guy keep so going good. keep going <laughs> no because he's right it, uh, to be fair I no no to... he's not that guy you've got no. to tell him why 80 no, hours because well, he should invest 80 hours he should time. invest it because it's got Good gameplay and the story and characters, the characterization and the voice actors are just insane, and they just make you. It just makes you want to spend that time on it. But on the other hand, well, it's not good. even. Everyone says it's good. Eighty hours still isn't even really enough. So, like, I want to get now. Persona Three on the PS Sensor. I want to get that and play that again. But I just do not have a hundred and thirty hours to spend sitting in front of my TV. Mm, you don't. I mean, for me, exactly. I, I wouldn't be able to. If I started that game and committed myself to it, I'll still be playing it at the back end of the summer easily. Yeah, I but, understand. Uh, well, I actually look on this website. Um, I don't know what I don't know it's called, but how how long does it take to complete a game? And if I'm ever sort of committed, if I think, oh, should I get that game? If it's got good reviews, I'll always look on this site. And it will tell you how long to complete the game. Yeah, and if it's said something like eight hours, I'm like, yeah, I'll have a bit of that. <laughs> and um, but this game apparently takes about twenty five hours, so it's quite a long one for me. Oh, fair enough. But not too bad. Yeah, yeah. So I I'm about fifteen think, hours think, in. I so I just think as gamers, we're 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 always fighting against time and trying to fit in what we can. And you know, I'm playing the Xbox One at the moment. It's like the lack of games. I know it sounds a bit like kind of justifying a buying early, but the lack of games has let me kind of spend time on games that I wouldn't normally, like Dead Rising 3. Mm-hmm. I, I would normally, if that was released on the Xbox 360, you know what it's like. You're sitting there, oh, I've got to finish this, I've got to finish this because there's so-and-so coming out next week. Not having mm-hmm. that kind of pressure, I'm really enjoying Assassin's Creed 4 a lot more than I did when I had it on the Xbox 360 around Christmas time where all the crazy games were coming up. And, you know, it's just, it's been nice not having that pressure of saying, oh, I've got to quickly wrap this up and trade it in because um, Blood Simulator 12 is out next week. So, you know, there is, it is nice to have that, but at the same time, you do want more games. But, yeah, when you start saying, oh, even though I would enjoy this, but it's going to take 25 hours to complete, it's probably better to play a game you're going to love for 25 hours than three games that are pretty average at eight hours each. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's kind of weighing it up. Yeah. 
Yeah, for me, it's, I've, I've, I find I can't do two games at once, if that, if that makes sense. So I, I can't be playing... Yeah. If I'm playing something on, on my PS Vita, that, that, that's, that's all I'll play. I, I can't start uh, another game, if that makes sense. What, even on a console? I know, if I do start another game... Yeah, no, it's... I mean, I haven't switched on my um, PlayStation 4 for about sort of three weeks because I've been playing um, on, the, on the Vita. Um, so I downloaded all those games on PlayStation Plus, but I know I won't touch those until um, I've completed that game on, on the Vita. Uh, that takes but if I do touch those games, I'll so, probably... Yeah. I'll you're probably just end up playing the game on the Vita. Yeah, that's the situation I'm in now. I've got Bravely Default on the 3DS. I've got Assassin's Creed 4 I've barely touched. I've had Demon Souls for about a year and a half, and I've still not got past like the second level. Never finished the story of Grand Theft Auto Five. That game, though, isn't it? Yeah. That's, yeah, everyone says that's tough. Yeah, but that's no excuse. Perseverance. And I do not have enough I mean, I did, of it. I did pick up Nino Cooney. Oh, did and, you finish uh, it? No, no, I'm no. not looking at it. <laughs> so now. you just said he picked yeah, it up. I haven't right. finished it. <laughs> yeah. I think I've done about half an hour, 45 minutes. Oh, no. And, but I've, I've got, you, you've got to push yourself for the first few hours to get yeah. into the game. That's very and true. And then persevere with it. And uh, But the problem is that's on the, that'll be on the PlayStation in the living room. And, you know, the Winter Olympics is on at the moment. Uh, Nashville's getting really good. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot going on in my life. Sounds, sounds terribly busy. I know, and, and, uh, you know things like that. So, do you, do you want to see curling today? <laughs> no, I haven't no. seen a second. I, of the I'm Olympics. so far away from Olympics. Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. I'm so removed. Man, we're going to the final of the curling. Well, I don't even know. Is that where you throw a, a thing down an ice rink? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. You, you sort of skid yeah. a big lump of granite. And, and you've got to get it in the big uh, target at the bottom. Yeah. Riveting. <laughs> yeah, it's they, they should make a game of that. Uh, I don't Intelligent. know how they could do. I'm fairly sure there was a version of it on yeah. um, Mario and Sonic at the Winter Olympics. I was about to say that, yeah. yeah. Um, not that I ever played that game, but... Stuart, I've just had a few more questions through. We'll just do these ones quickly before we wrap up the podcast. Do you have Chrono Trigger or Illusion of Gaia for the snare? <laughs> uh, um, no. We might have Chrono Trigger in Japanese, though. Cool. You're just going to have to find out if he speaks Japanese. If not, we can supply a translator. It's not a problem. Um, does he have any sealed copies of Monster Rancher PAL in stock? Mon- no. Is that like Jolly Rancher? <laughs> I don't have a clue. <laughs> it, it sounds like, I think it was one of those um, Pokemon rip-offs when Pokemon was at the height of its popularity. Yeah. 
Beyond that, I don't even heard of that game. I'm have to do some research on that one. Okay. What do you think of games practices? Do you think they help or harm the image of high street retailers? For the record, bad experiences with games are why I buy about 95% of my online stuff now. Um, I, I don't mind game. Um, because you, you've, got, you've got to have, you know, the shame on high street, I think, because that's, that's the place to buy a lot of the games which other shops won't stop, won't take the risk on. And um, lots of parents go in there, so that, that's a good thing. But generally, their practice, I do hear again and again that they don't give much on their trade-ins. And no. it's, I'll be honest with you, trade-in prices, when we want the stuff, we'll always compete with CX. We won't um, yeah. compete with game. We're, we we know a standard, we'll just give more than they do. And um, But I don't know, they're a company that's got to make money, they've got shareholders. Well, I sometimes think that CEX are kind of quite an irritant for uh, game because, you know, game, if they had the market all to themselves, would offer really low trade prices. But you've got mm. people like CEX offering like £30 for trading of a newer game. And I think that's mm. that's pretty good. And then they match it and they seem almost angry that they have to match it. Yeah, because you've, you've got to think, the problem with new games is, you mean that you might give someone £25 for it and they see it on the shelf, you're selling it for 35 Okay, so yeah. you make £10 profit. But the problem is, is, is the risk that you take. So every week we go through all of our stock, you know, we you know, physically walk around and we'll pick off things and, and actually just make sure the prices are right on them if they're compared to CEX or, you know, stuff we spotted in game, uh, what the going price is online. And, and, you know, the game we might have given 25 for, you know, we could potentially be selling it for 20, you know, 1999. Yeah. So people say, oh, actually, yeah, you're selling that for £10 more. Um, but it's sometimes the risk involved. And we all know that if you wait a couple of weeks, um, you know, the games will drop. Like you can buy oh, yeah, Call they of Duty do, now like, for, uh, yeah, you can buy Call of Duty 25? now for £20. Yeah, I think in Tesco's it's twenty on the on the Xbox, and so we've got to reflect our pricing when we buy that in to to take that into account. So it's it's a constant battle, um, I guess, with all all the other pricing and 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 things like that. So that makes sense. Yeah, obviously with um, download. The downloadable games becoming more common now. Do you think that's something that could mm. affect you? Or do you think having your retro mm. salon is something that benefits you against that? I mean, we're aware it's going to happen. You know, more and more people are downloading stuff. Um, but as I said, we, we, we focus heavily on, on, on the retro market. And then we focus heavily on card games. And, you know, we're yeah. always pushing card games events and that's not something that interests you guys but you, you know it certainly is um sort of a big part of the well business. yeah there's no other things in croydon really that do that do they i i used to play Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, yeah i know the i know the scene here he goes yeah yeah it, it, exactly and then people still do yeah one of my uh, old best friends is, used to be the uk champion of Yu-Gi-Oh. you must know the dark magician yeah i got you a joke earlier but there's there was no oh, there he goes Right, so Stuart, oh, um, what's the most? Yes. Sorry, 
What's the most expensive rare game you've ever bought and sold? Oh, yeah, I think it's Pan's Dragoon Saga, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Pan's Dragoon Saga, I can't remember we bought it in for. I think we sold it for about 140 Nice. But that goes down to why we don't sell on, on on eBay because I think we sold it on eBay and then the guy was, obviously he was moaning about uh, one of the pages of the instructions was slightly crumpled. Oh, yeah, so yeah. He, said, he sent it back and um, so then we resold it in the shop for I think less than what we sold it on, online for. But um, so that sort of said, oh, okay, we're not going to sell on eBay. It's just yeah, it's not too much hassle. Yeah. It's, it's better, and it's you know, you know, people know that the stuff they see on our Facebook page, they can come in, have a good look at it, and you know, chances it will it will still be there, and and I think we get a lot of collectors in, and you know, myself and Dan, a business partner, you know, we make a lot of effort to make sure we know what people want, and you know, we know what people collect for. So if you come yeah. in, you know, enough times. We'll know, oh, here comes Bob, you know, oh, we've got some more Dreamcast games in for you, and we'll, we'll show him them, and, and things like that. It's all about sort of getting to know your customers. And, and that's it, it's, it's much, that personal approach. Yeah, just just knowing, knowing what people sort of collect for, you know. If you know someone's the Sega fanboy, or, that, you know, they love Nintendo, or, you, you know, if you ever I'm get Japanese games in. You know you've got something that Bob's going to love. When he comes oh, in, yeah. next, you're like, "Hey, Bob, come over here, mate. You never guess what I've got." Mm. Well, it's, it's so much, so much stuff. We get traded in, and um, you know, it's, it's sold hours later because of one little Facebook message. And so the person, yeah. I go, I, I know he collects, um, you know, whatever it might be. And so Facebook, they're down, they brought it. It's not even gone on the shelf. And um, you know that's the sort of hopefully the sort of personal approach that um, that we we do. Oh my god, is that your girlfriend? No, no, she's not here. That's not my door. Whose door was that? Must be guys. Guy. He's gone. Oh, guy went for a poo. (laughs) (laughs) Or he done one and he's just gone. Oh, he's back. He's back. Here he comes. Guy, put some WD-40 <laughs> on your bloody door. What? <laughs> you heard. Grease it up, mate. Right, yeah. so, um, do you sell any, like, gaming merchandise? We're talking figures here. Because I am someone that collects figures. And we do a li- I... little bit of figures. A little bit. We're going to get into it more in in the yeah, future. You, you need to get into the whole play arts area because I'm getting wound up of going to these places and they're charging, like, £90 for a figure. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not cheap. Those figures. But no, going to Forbidden Planet is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know sort of too much about it. We, we we stock a few people come in and trade in figures, still all boxed and things like that. So we've taken a few in that that way. But um, regarding um, to actually buying them in from a supplier, it's something we're going to do, but we haven't done it yet. Yeah, you you got you got to tell me when you get any play arts in. Yeah, well done. I just absolutely love them. But anyway, that's all we got time for this week. Because guy is going to go out, get drunk, go home, and then start crying. Um, <laughs> what have you got for the rest of the uh, evening planned, Gareth? Uh, I'll probably play some Battlefield. 
get a start on those new maps, see what they're like, report back next week. I'm going to have to... Don't learn them too much. No. You'll be be exploiting the game. (laughs) Exploiting the game. Learn them just a little bit, and then when you feel like you're becoming a bit too familiar, just turn it off. (laughs) Yeah. If you, if you start five. killing lots of people, don't play it anymore. <laughs> no. Um, I'm going to have to go and bloody spend time with my girlfriend now. Um, oh, man. Whenever I, have to, whenever I have to go back into the room to see her, she's always watching The L Word, which is like a lesbian drama. <laughs> and she said she likes it because the storyline's good. You know, come on. Right, so Stuart, what will you be doing once you've hung up that phone? That was so good. Um... <laughs> no, I, think, I think I might watch a bit of Touch uh, of Frost. I think that's on this evening, ITV3. Um, oh, I'm joking there. Oh, I didn't actually hear the joke because you broke up quite a lot. <laughs> oh, it's a joke about watching A Touch of Frost on ITV3 tonight. Could you please do the joke once again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's not funny anymore. It's not funny. Please do it, because it could be the funniest joke. That anyone's ever okay. told, and I don't right. want it to be lost with technology. It's not. It's not that funny. I it up. It's all about the moment of saying it. Okay, right. One more time. Right, I'm going to be watching a touch of frost on ITV3. That's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's just you telling us what you're going to be watching. I know, but I'm not going to be watching a touch of frost on ITV3. I don't know that. <laughs> If we said, oh, that's the fake, you loser, why would you spend your life doing that, presuming you were joking? Then you could turn around and go, actually, guys, you've really hurt my feelings because I love yeah. David Frost. I, I, I don't mind the touch of Frost, you know. I mean, when I was, when I was younger, I think I used to watch that back in, you know, you back in the day. Yeah, but um, on, on, on the series note, I don't know, I'm probably having a dinner. Yeah. Um, I don't know, what's... Um, what did I record no. last night? I might watch the curling, actually. Yeah, the highlights. The highlights <laughs> of the curling. Right, well, I'm going to go off now, uh, go into the bathroom and have a curling of my own. Oh, um, no Jesus. <laughs> Thank you very much. And that is the end of this week's podcast. Join us again next week where we will have something different. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye. The game can go.